Welcome back, Rabbi Dr. Eliezer Brutt. It's a pleasure to have you. And today we go back to the basics. The first thing I think we should say the first thing. One of the first things that we began and we constantly do before every new Masechda, Rabbi Brutt takes us through history of some of the Svarim that have been written. We shine him, him on the upcoming Masechda and usually highlights a couple of personalities for us. So that's what we're doing. We're about to start Masechtas Kiddushin, one of the classic Yeshiva Masechtas with, I'm sure, unlimited amount of Svarim and Shiurim available on the Masechta. But we leave it to Rabbi Brat to Klaib Ois, as they say in Yiddish, to choose for us some of the more interesting ones, some of the fascinating Svarim that are out there. Rabbi Brat's laughing. Maybe we should have like a couple of Yiddish words thrown in every episode. Um, to focus on. We'll learn Yiddish that way. Either way, um, this episode is been sponsored. This one is not anonymous. It is in memory of Moshe ben Eliyahu and Aaron ben Eliyahu. And we hope that the learning, the Torah knowledge that comes out of this episode should be an Eloi for their neshama. Rabbi Brat, take it away. Okay. So, we're gonna, we're we're ending Seder Nashim Masechtas Kedushin, which is interesting. Why is it all the way at the end? So looking, it's not it's not clear how it got put at the end. Why it's at the end? Um, I came across a work. It's called Mechkarim the Masechtas Kedushin Laar Hagirsois Bekisfiyad Verishainim. It's found on Eitzar Chachma, and he has a whole chapter listing out. We're in the in the order, let's say the Rambam, how he has this the um the Masechtas and all the different Rishainim that he was able to collect, where he deals with this, trying to figure out how this happened. Um, and this is a question that's a known question. Now, we we always just throw that out always in the beginning, sometime where the frame of the Masechta is in this in the particular Seder. Now, the Nusach of the Talmud, so for the manuscripts and all the type, all the all that type of stuff, we have four volumes from Khon Talmud Israeli, Amasechtas Kedushin. For Mishnayis, we have the Safrai Mishnayis we mentioned in the past. Now, just to briefly mention for you, Rishalmi, Sechtas Kedushin, we have an amazing tool from Dr. Menachem Katz, where basically he started in his doctorate, where he did a one parak, but he ends up publishing a few years back the whole Yerushalmi based on manuscripts, and more importantly, all the Nuschais found in the different Rishonim that he collected from all over, continuing the credible work from Beretner, Avasim Yerushalayim, finding more stuff based on the card catalogs of Mechoner of Herzog and Professor Yaakov Zussman. So this is available for purchase um, by Mechon Ben Tzvi. On Tesefta, we have Shal Lieberman. Okay, so this is those are the early materials. Now we go a little later, the Ga'inim. So we Ga'inim, we have the Eitzah Ga'inim from Bam Levim. We've mentioned in the past or, uh, whenever it's available. Now, just to point out one Yediyah, because it affects the beginning of Kedushin, a lot of Rishayim bring this down already, is that Roshiri Ga'in says in the famous letter of his that the first blot or first two blot of the Masechta is from the Rabbanon Tzavaroi. Rishayim deal with this. It's brought down in different, there's different, a lot of different makayas for this. One could see Rev Leiter in his materials and Shal Rishayim has some material about it already. The Minchas Yehuda, which we've quoted in the past, a, a Talmud of Elazhin and a Chavrusa and Talmud of the Nachos David, mentioned this also briefly. And again, in this Chibur, Mechkarim B'Mesechta's Kedushin, he has a whole Arichos about it, discussing the material about it. 
Now, if one wants to understand Rabban Tzavaroi in the Gemara, so this Bam Levin, Binyam Moish Levin, has a Chibur about Rabban Tzavaroi. There's other works about it, but the Chibur of Bam Levin could be found on Hebrew books. Okay, now that's Goinim. Now we go a little further. Rabbeinu Chanano. So in a lot of Masechtas we have on the Shas Vilna. You look on the side. Over here it's not. Um, you will get to what's on the side shortly, but the starting of collecting of material from manuscripts was, again, Bam Levin. He puts it in his Eitzar Goinim. Continued with this with more materials as Rav Bloy in his famous set of Rishayim on the Masechtas, and then more recently the Kavitz Oyochia has a bunch of more pieces which they claim they have discovered. Okay, so this is getting us closer. Now we're going to Rashi. So Rashi, as far as we know, Rashi on this Masechta is Rashi. We've discussed in the past on different Masechtas if it's Rashi, it's not Rashi. Okay, the kids are in 1977. Professor Kufafer. Talmud of Ram Shik happens to be, um, worked in Hebrew University. He finds in Madrid um, what seems to be labeled Rashi from the, la- on the last few blot of the Masechta. It's a di- and it's not the same as what we have. Anyway, the question is, is it really Rashi? It seems that there are some Rishayim that also have these materials, and they call it Rashi. Anyway, he deals with it. It, it seems he's not, it's not Rashi, but it's definitely a real Rishon, early on Rishon, maybe possibly from the base Madrash of Rashi, maybe a little later. Anyway, I came across a few years ago a work found on Eitzah Chachma, which, which redoes the work of Kofifer and more, because it seems they have a better manuscript, and it's, it's, it seems it's a, a Rishon, the question is who it is, but the name is Ramburg, Ram sorry, Ram Rug. Um, it could be one of three different people. And this person put out a much more extensive edition. I never, I try to make inquiries to purchase it, to find it as a hard copy. It seems it did come out. Can't find it, but on Eitzah Chachma, the work exists. Anyway, um, one other thing to mention with Rashi is a point that we mentioned in the Rebchaim Kanievsky Shir and briefly and other times is Rashi a lot of times deals with the Girsais of the Gemara. And he has a lot of Hachigar Sinons, and we explained a little bit where that's coming from. Really, Rashi saw a manuscript, he's fixing it, or whatever, how is he doing this? So a work was done in Barilan, dealing with Rashi specifically on Masechta's Kedushin, um, what the Hachigar Sinon stories of Rashi in this Masechta. And again, if you go back to Eitzah Gainim of Bam Levin, he has found that a lot of times, if you go back to Gainic literature, you can understand the Gersais of Rashi. Okay, these are the boring tip, um, d- um, details for most people on the on the Masechta. Now we go on to more... Um, um, practical. A lot of times, and we're talking about now, we're talking about the Rishayim. So, a lot of times, I quote is that the Chida, who we have discussed also, saw a lot of Rishayim that people up to his time did not see in his travels. We mentioned that in, a, in the episodes of Chaim Knievsky a little bit also. So, he talks about Masechta, he has a listing of the different Rishayim that he saw or is aware of on the Masechta. So, Kedushin for him, he has listing the Ramban, the Rajba, the Taisis Rid, and the Ritva. Four Rishayim? Okay, so that's nice. But the question is, is that really, um, is that, and, and anyone who knows today what's going on, it's incredible, 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 the scene of the Rishayim alone on the Masechta. And let's begin briefly. Ty, um, we're not going to go into every single Rishon, but we're just going to mention briefly like this. First, Tysus. So we have Tysus Rush, Tysus Rid, that, he, that, the, that the Chida mentions. Okay, then there's a Tysus Tuch that comes out, um, which caused the whole discussion. What is the Taisis Toch? Where is it coming from? We're not going to get into this, but there's an article in the journal Chitzigi Bayern from a, um, where someone deals with Barichos about the Taisis Toch. And in English, there's a doctor from a, a fellow, uh, a Raman Shalavim, Rabbi Ari Leibowitz, who has a doctor and a bunch of articles in Hachakira, a journal all about Taisis Toch and its role in the Taisis um, on Shas that we have. Now, Taisis and Shas, early 
without going through the whole history of the of the Tysis and the generations and all the different people and what's happening in Tysis, which obviously the starting point is Ephraim Orbach's classic work, Palia Tysis, which is in multiple, multiple editions. But one of the main early Rishonim is Tysis Shantz. The Marshal, the Shemak Dailim, in his entry about, he talks about Taisa Shans. He says it's a Taisa Shechibar Abeno Shimshin, Baravram, Mishans, Talmud, Rebal HaTaisis. Rebal HaTaisis is the first generation Bal HaTaisis. Then he says, What happened? Achrav Ba, Rabbeinu Yazmi Tuch, the Katsurim, he made it short. And not only him, other Rishayim, that's what they did. They had a longer Taisis. And now we know this because we have the Marshal, we pointed out by Mesafis Suvis, Taisis Shans is the humongous if you compare it to the Taisis on the page. Now, a lot of times the length helps because a lot of times what happened is certain pieces, critical pieces, even words are removed. And that helps. Well, that makes all the difference in understanding the Taisis. Anyway. Um, a fellow, we've quoted him in the past a bunch of episodes, Aaron Gabai, Rabbi Aaron Gabai, a young um, Kyle guy, he has collected numerous pieces that were never published before from Taisa Shan, Salam Sechta, and Yerusha Seinu. I could send an art, if someone wants the article, I could send it a PDF. Now, this is in general point, a die point just to mention briefly, it's a sad thing that Baruch Hashem, we live in a generation that the Rishayim, as we're going to continue seeing now, and even Achrayim, it's incredible what's out there, and there's no real listing of all the Rishayim that there are in each Masechta or Achrayim. Achrayim, there's mamish nothing. Rishayim, there was an attempt, Menachem Kasher did a few times, called Sari HaElef, where he listed out all the different Rishayim that were published, but he, he, his work ends in 1984. Now, what he also did, which is significant, is, let's say there was an article printed in a journal. The Maria, someone discovered five blot of a particular Rishon on Masechta's Kedushin, so he would try to incorporate it into his thing. But there's been, from 1984 till today is a long, long time, a ton of material. There's no way to keep track. There's been no real, there's been attempts, but it's a work that needs to be done by um, and let out there. So, Vlamashal, this Taisa Shans that he discovered from various places, if you don't happen to know that it's in the Yerushasenu, you're it's going to be lost. Okay, we're pointing that out over here. Now, in general, over there in this article, what's also interesting is he talks about the significance of the of the various Taisasin that exist on Masechtas Kedushin, and Bechlal gives you a, a few pages of information, very interesting information about Taisas Shans and the Taisas Bechlal and Shas. Okay, now, just to, once you're talking about Taisas, so if you look on the side of Yigamara, Kedushin says, Taisas Riazakin. So it's Yadua and the Velt and the Yeshiva Shevelt that Rebbe Hanan already said that it's not Riyazakin. And so who is it? So it's been proven by Ramay Shabloi, um in 1962, maybe even earlier, that it's Rebbe Ram and Ahar. So the point is, it's a real reliable region, it's just not as early, it's a little later. Okay. So at this point, we could see that there's a lot of Rishayim out there already, and we didn't even scratch the surface. All of a sudden, we now know we have the Ramban, Rajman, Ritva. Okay, as I've pointed out in the past, we're not going to go into this Barichos, but these materials only come available later on. What I mean to say is, Ramban is 1759, the Raj was 1717, the Ritva is in 1715, but it's not complete. So what the point that I try to make in all the different episodes of these Shiurim is that the Achroinim did not really have the Rishayim. We, in our generation, we are Zaycha. When you walk into a standard shul, many people in the standard homes have so many Rishayim that the G'dayli Achroinim did not have and would have wished and loved to have. And we should take advantage of it. Anyway, the Ritva, so in 2012, a Madura Basra of the Ritva came out from Eisr of Cook. The question is if it's really a Madura Basra of the Ritva. It seems that it's not, but okay. Now, 
Another early Rishon from this base Medrash that has come out in 1904 is the Ra'ah. So we know a lot of Masechtas, they have a Ra'ah. But according to Bam Levine, this is, no, this is definitely not a Ra'ah, it's a late Achron. Um, Gabai, in, his, in an article, which I'm going to talk about momentarily, he seems to say it's, it's probably someone from the early, early Achronim. Okay, it could be, I don't know um, what Bam Levine was basing it on or what Gabai is basing their, each one, what they're basing it on. Anyway, um, we have another work that is connected to the base manager, the Ramban, published in 1972 from Reb David Tzvi Hilman, a famous Tamil Chacham from B'nai Brak, um, called Shittas Kadmonius. It's available on Hebrew books. Okay, now, of course, there's also the Me'iri, the Rimelunel, and all various other Rishonim. We're not going to highlight all of them, just to mention three more Rishonim, and that is as follows. Uh, we mentioned in the past, one of the Machons that should get, that gets major, major Akaris, I'll tell you, for what it's been doing for the world of Rishonim, and even a little bit for Achreinim, is Machon Ofek from Reb Avram Shashana. So in this Masechta Kedushin, he's done incredible work. Lamashal, in 1995, he puts out the Yad Ramah. The Ramah is one early Rishon, dies in 1245. Everyone knows in Sanhedrin, he's unbelievable. And Bechlal, whenever you have the Ramah, um, people, it's well known, those that are Isaac and Rishonim, this is one very special Rishon. And through a whole introduction at great length, how he concludes that it is the Ramah, and it seems it really is the Ramah. Um, he proves that this is the Ramah, and he deals with the, the, the significance of it, including for the Nuskais of the Talmud. Um, he does, um, interestingly enough, in this introduction, he tries to, he's been accused, I would say, sometimes for having too long of footnotes in his various works that he puts out, but in the Ramah, and also in the next work, which you're going to mention, he tries to excuse himself that over here it's very important because it's so significant and Kedushin so Negea, so he's justifying why he has lengthy footnotes, but he's trying to stick straight to the topic. Okay. Um, fine. Another work that he publishes, two massive volumes, is called Arganus. So this work first comes out in 1999, Based on Xavier, they discover in the in the Ginsberg collection. That's its own interesting story. But what? The, but he doesn't have the name of this region. However, through incredible research, he's able to prove the following. It's been claimed by people. I have not been able to. Um, I don't know offhand who's the source for such a claim. But the claim has been that the Ran on every Masechta. Um, has a Rishon that he feels is the go-to Rishon of the said Masechta, and that's what he uses to go build off on his on, on particular Masechta. So for Kedushin, Rabbi Shoshana was able to document that this work, who we don't know who it is, is the um, what the Ran used for his work extensively. It seems it might have even been a Rebbe of the Ran. And that's why he doesn't have his name mentioned in it. This is a, a very tough question when we were trying to understand the concept of Navy Dover B'Shem Amrei, a, a concept all over in the Rishonim where we do not find a lot of, sorry, a lot of times we don't find them mentioning where they're getting concepts from. And it could be a, a Rashi, a, a, could say not once that they're taking a concept from Rashi. It could be they could take hundreds of concepts from Rashi and they'll never barely ever mention it in the Sefer that they're using Rashi for say. But it could be much more blatant. What today will be called plagiarism in the times of Rishayim, it's clear they didn't hold there was an issue. I maybe David Rishayim. I'm right. This is a question and a, a, a topic that needs to be explored fully and has not yet been properly explored. But it seems Rav Shashana, when relating to the Ran, got in trouble for this. Um, people were upset, so to speak, but he defends him very well, and Reb Shlom Zalman Hevlin in an article Yishun also, that this is accepted with the Ran, such an Akuda. Okay. Now, 
Another piece of information that's found in this Arganos is a work from Rebarch Meganetzia. So this is an early Rishon who seems to die around 1220. This is a, a Rishon that um, Professor Simcha Emanuel has done a lot of work in trying to locate his writings. And over here, Shoshana has him write the introduction part about him in this volume Arganos. And there's also a manuscript from a, from relating to a parish on the Rush. Also, so it's two massive volumes, a ton of information on Rishonim, all published by Rev Shoshana. Just to stop you for a second so you can catch your breath, as you were speeding through what you're talking about, you mentioned this idea of Rishayinim, quoting concepts from Rashi, and what we call quote-unquote plagiarism, and we see that Rishayinim did it, that hasn't been fully explored. Maybe you want to spend a minute or two, you know, just to talk about what you mean, an example. I think it's I'll important to, what I mean. to hear okay. this and to know. Okay, so I'll explain to what I mean. Okay, Very, um, like this. It has. There are Rishonim. Let's say one is learning. This a good example will be as follows. There's a sefer, one of the most famous works on davening, and on a lot of topics related to Archaim, is called Avudraham. Very, very important work. Printed numerous, numerous times, numerous editions. Now, this work is not only himself. There is stuff from himself, but he also is Malake from a lot of different places. But you can find. Certain, literally certain points, let's say he's talking about Pirish of, of, of Prakim and Tehillim, when he's talking about uh, um, Psukkah de Zimra, literally could be a few pages where it's taken from a, a Rishon from a generation, a few generations before him, such as, specifically, the Malmed HaTalmidim, Rabbi Yaakov Antuli, a famous Rishon, today we don't know much about, we don't, he's not commonly heard, you don't hear about him so much, but he had this work. How do we know? Very simple. Avodraham is much later. We, we compare, you just take a, 10 pages and you compare and you could see almost everything is there. So now you would think he should say, these next 10 pages, I'm using Rabbi Yaakov Antuli's work, let's say. And he, do, he doesn't do it. Now, it could be Rabbi Yaakov Antuli might be a bad example because it could be Rabbi Yaakov Antuli sometimes he does mention. So he just doesn't mention him every time. That's another, um, another concept in the story of what we call today plagiarism. But it's not really plagiarism, but we're not going to go into it right now, but that's the idea. We find Rishayinim, they're really using the Ramban, the Ritva, the Rajma, and they don't say that they're using the Ritva, Ramban, and Rajma. Now, it could be, because everyone knew hey, they were Talmidim of that base Medrash, they weren't writing it for the public, there could be all different types of Mahalchem to explain it, but that's somewhat of a one or two minute brief thing to answer your question. Okay, now just to illustrate this with the last sefer of the Rishayim that we'll deal with is the Shitalai Naidilami. Everyone in Yeshiva you always come across as a sefer called Shitalai Naidilami. We don't even know who he is. Anyway, we have like this. It's published early on and doesn't have a name. So, okay, but Lamaisa, interestingly enough, Mayor Benayo wrote an article and Kedarkai. He's able to, with his incredible ideas and bibliographical skills, he deals with the cheshivas of this work, and he basically shows that the Rebbe Tzal Ashkenazi had the work, that's the work of the Shitan Gubetzis, who was a tremendous Yadin and Svarim, because he, we know he, an expert in Rishayinim, because one of the things he was doing was collecting a lot of things in Rishayinim, and he says he's from the, he's a Bendar of the Rajma. So he basically says like this, if the, if the Bitzal Ashkenazi says he bendar the Rajri, he could be sure he knew what he was talking about. So, like this, I wanted to say Ha'ara is that um, Bam Levine, when he's using different sources for his Sefer, he says that he's not going to use this work. 
because it's late and he's not sure of the origins. I I think is that had he seen this article, Binio, which only came out years later, then maybe he would have incorporated with it because it's an early work. So if there would be some early Gaonic work in such a material, in such a safer um, that the that the Betzalish Kenazi authenticated, then maybe he would be more nachos to quote it. Okay. Now, just to conclude, Rebaran Gabay, and I've mentioned this in the past in a few other Masechtas, so he has an intense listing of Rishonim and information about the Rishonim on Masechtas Kedushin. If one wants to have a PDF of it, you can email me. I will be more than happy to send it to you. And there's a lot of interesting information about the Rishonim and details with manuscripts and all different things, um, different um, material, valuable information. Okay, this concludes the Rishonim part of the thing. Now we go on to Achreinim. So Achreinim, we'll, go, we'll try to go through this fast, is as follows. This is a Marie Beirav. Marie Beirav is active in 1474, dies in 1546. Now, we spoke about him already on a little bit in the episode of the Nazir Shimshin controversy. We hope, Mir Tzashem, one day we'll get back to talking specifically about him. But right now, what's significant is like this. In 1663, that's a long time, over 100 years after he dies, a work of his on Kedushin comes out. We don't have a work of his on any other Masechtas. And it also has... Chidushim of what's called the Talmud of the Rajba. So you, if you're already following, there's a lot of works that we don't know the names of the authors on this Masechta. I don't know why that is so. Maybe this is the uh, u- unique thing to Masechta's Kedushim. I'm pretty sure it's not found in many other Masechtas. Now, and that causes a lot of times confusion because you'll say, oh, she to learn them, she to learn this. Okay, anyway, but Kitzer, so one of the Hashivas, and besides her being the Marie Beirav, who's famous for a lot of different things, including the Smicha controversy, is that it has quotes from from Rishonim. So it's important. It's not only what he has to say that's significant, but it's also that he has Messiahs of Rishonim. Okay. Now, interesting thing happens. In 1926, the famous, um, at that time, book dealer, Remichel Rabinovich, a, a Litvak who made Aliyah to Eretz Yisrael, a big expert on, the, on Svarim, and Bekitzer, he buys a manuscript. At first, he didn't realize what it was. And then he hops that, well, that this Marie Beirav was missing more than half the work. And he, by mistake, discovered it in this thing that he bought by mistake. He didn't even realize the significance. It seems he bought it for a different reason. Anyway, in 1940, he publishes, come out another 40, 50 blot of this um, work in Sefer Yoivul Chvoid Bam Levine, who we've mentioned a few times today. And Madura of Mechon Yishalayim has a lot of um, has a fancy edition, all Masudr today, you could buy the Marie Beirav and include in the Chedushi Talmud Arashba. This fascinating base medrash, which has a tremendous impact on the base Yosef and the, the Deiris afterwards, so Chaim Dimitrovsky has an in-depth article on this base medrash. Okay, so this is basically the earliest, um, one of the early Achreidim. Another early Achreidim, which was only published for the first time in 1995, is the incredible Rebbe Yezer Ashkenazi, Ben Deiris of the Ramah base Yosef, considered one of the Gedeli Adar of that time, Maybe one day we'll discuss him, Barichos, a specific episode just about him. But I sadly forgot to mention in the episode of the Get of Tamari that he was also involved trying to make Shalom. Okay. So, but the thing is, this work, even though he dies in 1586, he's quite early, but only in 1995, we're pretty sure that the work that they publish is from this Rebbe Ashkenazi. Another early work from a, from a, someone a drop older than the... Um, so the Yamsha Shloima, sadly, we've mentioned this numerous times, even though he dies in 1573, it takes till 1766 for it to be published. Why that is, it's a story one day I will, I will discuss. Do you mind when you mention the previous Akhredim that you mentioned and the ones you go further, 
briefly describe what type of safer they are, what type of pirush they are. So I really would. The reason why I'm not going to is it, it it's basically I'm going to use words that each word I'm going to have to. It's like, let's say I'll give an example. I go over to a guy and I say, what does the word yeshivish mean? Okay, what happens? You get seven different, you could get 10, you could take a poll on Twitter and ask uh, the, the various t- Twitter people to do it. You'll see, you'll get, so if I'm going to use the word, it's pilpul, let's say. So I'm going to say, what does pilpul mean? And it's taka, worthy episode of six episodes to finally discuss what does the word pilpul mean. So I'm going to say, oh, it's pilpul. You say, oh, it's that means it's Hungarian pilpul. No, it's not Hungarian pilpul. It's before Hungarian people even came to exist. So that's why I don't like to be magder so much what it is. But the Yamsha Shleima, it's Kedai to sit and use even though Kedushin, it's ironic. He says, Yavamis, he's Meirich. Ksuvis, he's Meirich. He spent a long time with him. Kedushin, he's not Meirich. And you'll see, he's not Meirich, especially if you compare it. He's the second generation, basically, of the Achroinim compared to Rishainim. It's unbelievable. But anyway, Masech's Kedushin, it's very halachadik oriented. It's a very Kedai Chibur to give a look, even when you're not learning so be'iun, but we don't have it on that many Masechtas, the Masechtas that it is. The Marshal is one of the Gedoyle, Gedoyle Achroinim. And in my work, he's, he had a tremendous impact on the Deiris afterwards, contrary to what other people um, believe, um, but that's not for now. Now, there's a statement, that this statement um, pretty much seems to be, you don't, he doesn't need any askamas, but they say, he says it and it seems to be true. They bring down from the Chazanish that the Achreinim on the Masechta of Kedushin is the following. One is the Atmos Yosef, two is the Marit, and the three is the, um, the Makna or the Mikna, however you want to say it. Okay, so let's go through these. So the first work that really is published, it's, as it's published earlier than the Maribe Rav, and here I will give a Hagdara about what this work style is, based on not only because of your um, pointing it out, but you'll see why in a second. It's it's the Atzmas Yosef, or Yosef Ibn Ezra. He's born in 1560, dies in 1620. It's published first in 1601, and it's published numerous, numerous times. In Ad Hayoyim, in the Yeshiva Shevelt, you can find that it's, you hear of it, Sadly, I will say as follows that I went to go buy one a few weeks ago in a bunch of farm stores all over Yushalayim. You can't get it anymore, which is a, this is a sad editorial. We're not going to go into this now, but it's a sad state of description of my opinion about the Svarim world of what's happening. Tons of Svarim are coming out, but the main Achron on the Masechta, you can't buy. I don't know if it's going to make you feel better, but most people who are learning Masechta's Kedushin and many of these other Yeshiva Masechta's, it's in the Kevitz Mepharshim, so... Is there even a clientele to buy the Atzmah as a standalone safer? So the answer is like this. Yes, it's in the Kavitz Mepharshim. It definitely is. But the problem is like this. The Kavitz Mepharshim, if one understands the history of the Kavitz Mepharshim, which began way, way back till today, today you got to walk around with these monstrosities that weigh a few pounds. And the same hand you're also carrying, your Oiz Vahad Gemara, that also blossomed to a ton. And you want to sit and learn, and you're flipping back and forth. It makes it hard. Now we're going to see why this plays out for that association. I'm not saying every achron should be available, but the two, the main main achronim, you would hope it would. Now it was recently reprinted in a few, a few years back. Today, forget about it. Now, but now, so first of all, we said the chazanish. But now I'm going to tell you something that I heard. So first, to mention, Yaakov Spiegel has a whole beautiful article right up about it in a Madura of the Chuvas of his that was collected. They also he also published a Hebrew of his called Masa Melech. On dinamisim and mass taxes and menhagim, important work. These were published in recent years, reprinted. Now, when I was learning in the mirror, and this will get 
to relating to the style of the Sefer. So I learned one of the people I heard Shirim could say the boy was a Yid, Rameir Shmulevitz. Rameir Shmulevitz is the youngest son of Reb Chaim Shmulevitz. He's one of the known Iluyim already in Eretz Yisrael for, for years and years. He is one of the chief editors involved with Encyclopedia Tamudis and other things. So one time we learned Kedushin and he somehow came up about Darts Yosef. We learned the first parak. So those that are familiar or will be familiar shortly. A lot of the first parak has a lot of to deal with drushes. So it's not only concepts, but a lot of times it's a drusha learns out from Sukkim. So the Atmos Yosef deals with a lot is to explain the drushes of Chazal, how Chazal sees the various things from the Psukim. Now, Taisus also deals with it when you learn the Taisus. But when you tend to learn today in the Yeshiva Shevelt, we many people, they don't focus so much on the on how the Gemara sees it from the Psukim and the Alfusa. They're looking for the Lamda Shavart. So now he said like this. He said, the Atmos Yosef is famous. He said, this is going back 20-something years ago. And he said like this. Why is it famous? Because of the Lamdash of Arts that the Ksais or other people took from the Sefer. But most of the Sefer proportionally deals with the, the technicalities, Pashib Shat, being aimed on every single tag, Shabbat tag of the Gemara to understand every single Drusha. So he said, that's how people used to learn. And he said, it's not, people think, oh, the Lamdas were Lamdan. He said, no. People think it's a Milo that we're much better than the earlier generations. He says, we're so far lost that we have no shaykh as to what it's about. Anyone who learns Achreinim will see. Rebbe Kivager, what's Rebbe Kivager handling in, let's say, Mishak's solution? He's handling these type of issues. Yes, he also will handle the what the yeshiva world today um, is very into, but this is a Obviously, a whole discussion of the Mahal Halimud as it evolved over the years. But the point is, the Atzvah Yosef has in it, yes, the Lamdash of Arts, but it also deals with very technical explaining the Gemara Mamish, the Shakavataria, how the drushes work, how how Chazal see what they see, all these things, how the Yugamomidas play out, and, st- and stuff like that. So it's a very, very important safer on the Masechta. Okay. The next very important safer, also in the list of the Chazanish, is the Marit. So we're not going to go into him. He is also a great giant in his time, Rabbi Yosef Tarani, and um, there's a fancy new edition of the Marit, published a bunch of years ago. Again, I went looking for it, can't find it. So you'll say, yes, it's in the Kites of Farshim, but this is a beautiful, beautiful edition with footnotes and everything on galore, including, I think, Haaris from Rechaim Kanievsky, and a fancy introduction from my friend Svilar. Kids, you can't find it anymore. This is, we're not going to go back to the discussing about the Sad state of affairs of Svarim today. Now, Pnei Yeshua comes out afterwards, 1739. Adayim, Pnei Yeshua doesn't need any more, any need has come. There's a Sefer of Nassim Maz. Binyan Shleima comes out in 2011 from Ksavyad. He's a Talmud of the Pnei Yeshua. He plays a major role in the Get of Cleves, which we hope to discuss um, in an episode soon. There's an early work, El Yarabah, 1768, is when it comes out, even though he died in 1712. This is the famous El Yarabah on Shulchan Aruch, Talmud of the Magan Avram. Again, Svilera has an excellent article on him. Now, fast forward, there's a work called Atzei Arazim. Atzei Arazim was published in 1790. Reb Chaim Tzvi Berlin. The incredible, incredible chapter about this year can be found in the work of Yeshiva Harama Bifiyarda. Yeshiva Harama Bifiyarda is a work from Roshleim of Bnei Brak, famous Yaki expert, Sharshim and Ashkaz, and numerous other things. He has a massive chapter about this Goyen Oilem Reb Chaim Tzvi Berlin, showing how everyone, um, Mamash used him not once, not twice, hundreds of times. He has listings and just the Mishnah Brura Marshal in, in, in this farm that relating to the to the Mishnah Brura. But it's an incredible um, Arichos. 
maybe one day we'll be Zaycha to give a whole episode discussing this Gain Ilam that Rechaim Velazhner, this is a person that's alive in the time of the Vilna Gain. Rechaim Velazhner writes about him unbelievable things. The Chsam Seifer quotes him dozens of times, Rebekah Eger dozens of times. All this is documented by Hamburger. Um, okay. Anyway, then we have Rapinchus Halevi Harwitz Tamikna Amakna. So he dies in 1805. Before he dies, he publishes this work, Hafla and Amakna. These are, again, Chaznesh also says it, but everyone knows these are the, part of the go to Svar on the Nasechta. Anyone checking will find this. It's very easy. It also has a section about Halachalamaisa. I hope, Amir Tzashem, to have an episode specifically devoting to him. Amir Tzashem soon. Another contemporary is Sefer called Archadash. Dies in 1799, Rebeleza Kalir. Also, uh, interesting Hebrew, tremendous Askamas. And there's a whole work about him from Rookie Seal Greenwald. Um, discuss, I believe it's available on Hebrew books, discussing about him, his generation, a lot of historical interesting information, like Rookie Seal Greenwald tends to write. Okay. Tyrus Gittin from the Nasivis, he does not write the, the, the sorry, the Nasivis does not write a work on Hilchus Kedushim, but in his work, Kahelis Yaakov, it seems he started such a work. There's a bunch of different Samanim, but it, he never completed it. Okay. Now. There's a work called Pnei Maisha. He's a nephew and a Talmud of Rabbi Ephraim Zalmargolis. He seems to argue a lot with the Atzeya Razum, but that's not for now. Then there's Rabbi Yedidya Vail. We've spoken about him. He dies in 1805. He also, a work of his was published on manuscript. Okay, in recent years. Now we get to one of the, basically, one of the greatest Yeshiva Sheachreinim, the Ksais, his work, the Avinim Eluim. It's published a little after he dies. Um... In uh, he dies in eighteen twelve. I think it first comes out in eighteen fifteen. Okay, now when I, many many years ago, um, Rav Hershel Shechter began giving a shear in Flatbush on Monday nights or Tuesday nights about Masechtas. And so at that time it started was with Masechtas Kedushim. So I heard a few of the shiurim, and one of the shiurim he began. So he quotes Davin Malum, and he said an interesting idea that stuck with me already from then. I was in tenth grade at the time. He said that Hasidim don't like to use Davin Malum. They love the Ksais, they love Shmeitzel, but Davin Malum they're more nervous. Why? Because Shir, his son-in-law, had to do with the work. And Taka, if you open up your Davin Malum, you'll see Nagdama. They give Akar Satayif to Shir. Now. I just wanted to say one ha'ar about this, and that is as follows: Who is Shear? Shear is as, Shear was what's called a from maskil, who ends up becoming the rav of Prague, and he was prolific. He had a tremendous arichas yamim, and there's a whole book recently came out, mamish dealing every aspect of his life. But I, so I go to look there. I'm always very curious. I ever since I'm very young, I heard this Rafael Schechter saying this statement. I wanted to know what was his relationship with the Sefer Ksais, and also was did he have a relationship with his father? He's the son-in-law of the Ksais. So does he have a real relationship with him? Anyway, it's very hard to know. And I'll explain to you what I mean. When you look at the Sefer, you'll see the brother, the sons of the Ksais are involved in the publishing. They raise the funds, they work on it. They give Akars Atayv to their brother-in-law, their young brother-in-law, who barely knew the Ksais. And at that time, there's no indication that he was a masculine. It seems he was a brilliant, um, a brilliant Eloi who married the Ksais' daughter, Saif Yamav of the Ksais. And 
basically he does help them and they thank him for helping with the Maftechas and he has Ha'aris in the bottom and different things. He found Makairis or different things. A lot of, one has to understand when putting out a safe in those days, especially a monumental work like Sais, it needed a lot of help. So they had him help. But if you look carefully at the whole Hagdama and the thing, the Halech of the whole Sefer, the main person who did 90% of the work was a Talmud Muvuk of the Ksais for years and years, Rav Inzal, his name was. And you could see it when you read it. He's the one who writes the whole introduction. He, and he was a tremendous person. He was uh, closer to Rafaim Zalmagolis. He, and he spent years learning with the Ksais. He's the one who did most of the works. So I wouldn't be so nervous even if this story that Refresh Shachter is saying was more bederch tzachos, so to speak, I wouldn't be so nervous. First of all, this is Sheer before he had anything to, that we, we know Sheer's life. It's very, very well documented. It's well before he had anything to do with all this. And and second of all, is the most of the work was done by this Taira from Chashiv Agayinoylem Ravinzel Talmud Movik of the Ksais. One opens up the Avnulum, you could see this. Okay. Now, just to just to finish this up, is like this. Zechem the Shleima, also the same generation, same there, um, um, he dies in 1839, but in 1877 his Kedushim are published. He's also one of these Gedalim that has a lot to do with Rebekah Vegar, the Nesivis, and Chol Mishra Sarbaran published a beautiful edition of it in more recent years, and there's a whole book about him if someone wants a small little booklet about him. If one wants, I can send it to them if they email me. There's a, now, this is... Um, the last main work to mention is Azoi, is the Oil Avram from Avram Tikton, another you did of the Rubiki Vega and others, only come down from manuscript a few years ago. I went looking for my copy this week. I cannot locate it in my in my Svarim right now, so I might have to buy another one. Anyway, the kids are these are the main Achraim that exist on the Masechta. Fast forward, you have Lamashal, the Nitziv, in Ramisada, Shiram on the Masechta, and then you have Rabbi Yisrael. Stern, who we spoke about in an episode that we hope to release soon, his Aris Amasechta's Kedushin, from the side of his Gemara, that was it's housed in the Reichman, in Rabbi Reichman in, in Yerushalayim's collection. So it was published way back in a, in a Sefer Zikaran called Devei Menachem. So this is also gets into a different complaint of mine. Not only are Rishonim not available to know these things in, for, in rare, rare journals, but Achreinim forget about. So you can have Gavaldik Achibra of some Achren buried in some Kaivitz and it's lost. Okay, so Eitzar Chachma helps a little bit for these types of things if one knows what they're looking for. Say that. I, I copied this and bound this way before Eitzar Chachma even thought about existing, so I don't get it, I didn't get it from Eitzar Chachma. Anyway, Revzev Leiter, Mitaras, and Shal Rishonim, we mentioned this Um also, incredible work on Masechta Kedushin. We mentioned it a little bit about Gittin Arkan, the, the Achroinim on the Masechta. There's many more, but we're not going to... I hope I um, um, people will be moichel me for the ones that I missed. Now, Achroinim, Achroinim, we have... There's the Yitzhah Mepharshia Talmud and those volumes. We'll discuss that a little bit in a, in a, in a future episode a little bit. And there's a kaivitz called Oil Chia, which has a Velt of Rosh Hashiva tires. And there's other... Then, as you mentioned in the beginning, I went looking just to see how many Svarim there are in Masechta's Kedushin, Rosh Hashiva Svarim. There are hundreds, and not only Rosh Hashiva, it's crazy. It's one of these unbelievably Geshmaka Masechta's, and that's we'll, and that's how we'll conclude. We're going to run through this in a minute. Basically, this Masechta, Kedushin, has a lot of halacha. So first, I there's, there's a, call, a Hebrew called Say the Kedushin by of Rav Stern from Bnei Brak. He publishes stuff from Mushainim, but this is focusing on the... What's Kedushin about? Getting married. You see, the, the chasen has to take place. What? How all that stuff takes place. All the halachas, manuscripts of Rishayim, besides the standard Rishayim that he collected. Then there's an incredible, incredible work called Say the Kedushin is soon from Aaron Freiman. It's available on Hebrew books. Mamish documents. It's written in 1943. Documents through all the Tkufas, all the Rishayim, the Ga'inim, early on. 
different areas you want to know how a chasana looked, what they did, all the different menhagim. If one's learning Masechus Kedushin, this is an incredible, incredible historical work, collecting from Makairis, Rishayim, Chuvas, and, and the like. There's a book on Menhagim Italia, a special academic work from uh, uh, Professor Weinstein. Okay, then let's go um, skip everything. Is there's a Sefer Shulchan Ezer, a, a nice, good Hamish work. I think it's Hungarian, but it, um, I forgot to check. Um, pull out my copy. I, I, I happen to love this work. Is everything one wants to know about chasanas and all the different types of heebie-jeebie questions that come up. You have Edith Lee Israel from the Baal Slusa Davram, also another incredible work. You have they collected with Tovia Freund collected tons and tons of stuff from Rapshlam Zalman in one of his series on, on I think it's called Shami Simcha. Okay, these are the stuff related to the Sugyas of Kedushin. And then to conclude, Masechus Kedushin has millions of other sugyas. We can't even begin to list them. Sugyas and shlichos. There's chiburim shleimim on it. Avadim. There's a ton of blood in Avadim. We have to mention a ganze chibur on Masechus Avadim from Rebchayim Kanievsky. Available on Hebrew books. No excuses not to learn real tire from Rebchayim Kanievsky. Sugya of Chadash is at the end of the first parak. There's another chibur, a whole story. It's a whole sugya. This is the sugya over here. The Limitzchus and Klal Yisrael is a whole chiburim on this. There's Hilchas Yichud, that's how Masechus Kedushin ends. The Sefer Dvar Lacha learned to the, the Rev Horowitz, author of Archis Rabbeinu, with the stipler. And then to conclude, there's also Kibur Avein. A few blot of that. We're going to discuss a little bit about that. But Shoshana, Ofek, Meisharm. And the last work is a Likot called Hadras Kaidish, where they malak it from all different places, from Ratsi Pesa Frank, all his Tyrus, Anasuin, and etc., etc. Mila, Pinyabem, which actually plays out in this Masechta. So these are some of the materials that are available out there on. Masechta's Kedushin. It's one Masechta that one could learn, and it's even, as from what I was told, it's learned, um, it's Dafka picked in, let's say, Lakewood, uh, eighth grade, eighth graders to learn it. It's easier. Um, okay, that's it. We'll conclude. Absolutely amazing. Last I checked, eighth graders in Lakewood, even though my son is not yet in eighth grade, they learn Gitin and Bavakama. I think Akainis, in the first parak of Gitin, I don't know. Oh, they don't learn Kedushin. By now, by now there are Dozens and dozens of meisters here, so maybe one of them learns Kedushin. I don't know if I have to remember. I actually, I think, learned Masechtas Makis in eighth grade. Oh, you learned Makis, okay. I got it, my Avna Malum, I think I got in eighth grade, I'm not sure. I thought you were going to say you got Makis in eighth grade. Oh, I definitely did, but I learned get, I learned Kitten in eighth grade. Fascinating. Do you want to turn around and whip out a safer to yeah, talk one, about one, today? Yes, one thing because it will relate to this thing. So we just mentioned Hilchas Kibbut Aveim. So just now came out a sefer. It's called it, actually I can't even pronounce it. Devadai Ruvain. I'm for sure saying it wrong. Dudai Ruvain, named after Okay, whatever Dudai is, that's a different story. We're not going to go into right now. But it's called. It's on Hilchas Kibbut Aveim. It's. A, it's what the fashion we've spoken about this aspect actually written like a Mishnah Bura, where it has a Bir Halacha, a Sharetzion, Biyun, 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 on Hilchas Kibravim, which is Simerish Mem, Reish Mem Aleph in Shochanarch Yeridea. Now he has here the following features one is he has Sakam of Rabbi Yashiv, like many of the Hintikasvarim, Kaivitz Chuvis or Kanievsky. This is put out by a fellow of David Goldstein from New York. Then he has, he seems to be a son-in-law of Rebelski. So he has a guy from the Ksav Yad of Rebelski on the side of a Shulchan Aruch. 
He has Shiurim that he gave in the Sugis relating to Kedushin, the Parakama Kedushin, Chel Kashiurim are in here. And then he has all different stories and Anhagas that he collected on Kibravaim. This looks like a massive encyclopedic work on Kibravaim. Just the index alone of the Sefer's 30 pages, including an index of all the Sugis and Kedushin where he deals with all the stuff. So it's very, very useful. It just came out a few weeks ago. It's available already for Amer- in, in America for purchase. Um, that's a work that I wanted to highlight, and it relates to Masechta's Kedushin for the few blot of Masechta that relate to Kibbut Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Sefer. Interesting topic to learn and enjoy. Very relevant today for people of all ages. We appreciate Rabbi Brat. Fascinating. I hope, I don't know when you had time to even look at the names of all those forums that you mentioned and the other hundreds that you didn't mention. Um, if anybody wants any of the PDF that Rabbi Brat mentioned, please send them an email, eliezerbrat at gmail.com. You can email me, shwedm, S-C-H-W-E-D-M at ou.org. Once again, we thank our sponsors and the dedications in memory of Moshe Benelio and Aaron Benelio. And if anybody would like to reach out about other dedications and opportunities, feel free. And with that, we wish you a wonderful day.